In today's episode of the Coach's Corner Podcast, we're talking about something I get asked all the time, and it's how do I get so much done? And I really had to sit with this and think about it because in full transparency, full honesty, I feel like I'm like 25% effective, efficient, and maybe that's my high standard and my like what I strive for. And so that question always takes me back a little because I'm like, hmm. I could be a lot more efficient, but when I just take a bit of an outside perspective in, two two podcasts, um, a daily episode on one, three episodes on the other, three videos on YouTube every single week, um, serving, I think we've had 430, 440 clients, um, and everything else that happens within the business from the lives and the Facebook groups and all of this stuff, I can understand how it may seem like we get so much done. And to our credit, we do. We can always get better. And I'm always looking for more efficiency. But we do. And and ultimately, in this episode, I want to take you through something I've been doing for probably six years. How do I structure my month, my week, my day, and ultimately time chunking? So if that interests you, if you'd like to get more efficient, effective, if you would like to do more things that actually move the business forward, um, completing tasks that actually get results, and maybe doing a little bit less busy work, you know, that work that feels really good, but it's not very effective, efficient, then we're going to have a really good time on this episode. With that said, let's get into it. Welcome to the Coach's Corner Podcast, a podcast dedicated to helping you turn your knowledge, your gifts, and your story into an online coaching business. This podcast is and always will be free to listen to. My only ask is if you extract the value from these episodes, simply subscribe on iTunes, leave us a review, and get automatically entered into winning $500 every single month. For more information on the giveaway or to explore all of the options we have on serving you, check out www.lucasrubix.com, and I'll see you there. All right, so so the first thing I, I got to say, and uh, call me, I don't know, obsessive or OCD, but the word efficiency, effectiveness, and I've been called out on this before, is something I'm kind of obsessed with. I think I really, really value time. Like, I in, like my, my body has a very negative reaction to wasted time. Now, doing nothing is not wasted time. I schedule like do nothing time. What I'm talking about is efficiency when actually doing something. I would rather spend one hour doing something that might take someone else four hours and then just chill for three hours or read a book or go ride on a motorcycle or do something else. And I, I don't exactly know when this started happening. I think with the first business, I just started... I was like working 18 hours a day and I'm like, this can't continue. And how are others working way less? I mean, there's, there's many people who just work four hours a day and they still quickly grow. I can't continue this. So let me find a different way. And I remember the first moment that I realized how inefficient I was, was I had a coach at the time and I drew out a circle. I was, I was given this circle with 24 little pieces, right? Like split into 24, representing the 24 hours of a day. And I was given a challenge to the best of my ability for a week to every hour, fill in 
what I did. Two or three things I did in the last hour. And if I was two or three hours behind, just to do my best to fill in the last three hours. And when I went to sleep, I woke up in the morning, I could go to it and just like what time I think I fell asleep-ish, right? Might not be accurate exactly to the minute. How many hours I slept, when I woke up. And over an hour, I compiled a bunch of data. And when I looked at that data, I was very unimpressed with myself in all the best ways. All the best ways. I think one of the, my best, and, and hopefully this doesn't sound arrogant, but one of my best qualities is to get very honest with myself. And not beat myself up over it, but just be like, hey, you can do better in this. Hey, you really fell short on this. Hey, is this really the best you could have done? The answer is no. So I've always had the ability to sort of question myself without beating myself up about it. Like, I love to get real and truthful. And I looked at it, and I was like, this is not going to do. Uh, phone time. Screen time. I used to... This is way... I lived on, like, it's called Nanaimo. It's Vancouver Island. Anyway, that's I was living there. A friend was letting me stay on his couch. Or in, in a... Well, first on the couch, and then he had a spare bedroom. And I stayed there for a few months, uh, working with some clients in the area, and I thought I wanted to move there, ended up not, then I moved to Vancouver and restarted the business. Long story short, I was seeing clients in person as well back then, and so I would be doing a lot of travel. I'd go see a client, and then I'd have a two-hour break, so I'd go drive here, then I'd go for lunch, then I'd go to the grocery store, then I'd come home, then I'd travel for another client, and when I really started looking at it, all of my wasted time, I made a commitment. I'm like, great, I'm going to tighten my schedule, and I'm going to start time chunking. And so if I have four clients one day, I will bring them all together back to back. That way I can flip my focus, my lever into, okay, I'm now in coach mode. I have clients for four hours. Everything else turns off. And then when I'm done with those clients, I've got a half hour time chunk that I just call it open time, relaxed time. On my way home, I'd stop at a park and I just sit on the bench for 15 minutes and just breathe. That to me is extremely valuable. That to me is not wasted time, of course but it's scheduled. It's intentional. Then I'd come home and I had my next time chunk, which was maybe going over client files or doing follow-ups or um, having two or three sales conversations or scheduling the social media, but everything was time chunked. And then at six o'clock, I'd have a time chunk from six to nine to read, nourish, eat, take care of myself, no phone, wake up. Now I have three hour time chunks in the morning. It's strict no phone time. It's books, reading, studying, do some mindfulness, uh, visualization, and make sure that by 9 o'clock, right now it's actually 8.30 as of this recording, but by 9 o'clock, I go into the office and it always feels like I'm firing up a race car engine. I turn the lights on, turn the computer on, the computer's turning on, and I'm like, okay, it's game time. I know for the next three hours, I have a time chunk. In this instance, today it's 8.30 till 11.30 where it's podcast time, and I could hang out and do really fun stuff like this, not do anything else, a singularity of focus. Back before I started doing this, I was trying to do four things at a time, and I realized I never had energy to complete it all, or it was always kind of half-assed, or it wasn't to the best of my potential, my ability. When I started time chunking, A lot of people call it different things. I just call it time chunking and doing the most important thing first, which nowadays is working on myself. And I think it should be, but how you structure your day is not important. It is important, but it's got to be structured to your personality and and, and what serves you best. But for me, I need to work on myself, fill my cup. I want my cup so full by 8 or 9 a.m. that I'm overflowing with energy, enthusiasm, creativity, 
willingness to give, willingness to serve. And so my cup is just overflowing and it fills everyone else's cup. If you want to be a sold out coach, you operate from that place, no problem. Then, and here's where it gets a little bit more, I guess, strategic, is every month, by the end of the month, I'll do a huge dump of everything that we're doing, everything I want to do. It's messy. It can even be a little bit anxious at times. You just have this big list of everything you got to do. And I go through it with, I have an iPad, so I can just change the color. But back in the day, it would be a highlighter or a different color pen. What's the most important stuff that moves the business forward the most and the quickest? Those super critical full of energy, full of potential tasks that will move the business forward the most. And I'll highlight them green. And then I got yellows, and then I got reds. Nowadays, I'll do things a little bit different from like short, mid, and long-term results. So there's a time span on it as well. I realized if you're only working on long-term projects, program creation, you know, uh, funnel design, marketing strategies, if you're only working on long-term projects, then you get long-term results, but oftentimes you, 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 you bleed out cash in the short term and it can take you out of business. So we have to have a blend of short-term, mid-term, long-term activities. I make a big list of everything and I categorize them as such. And then I plug them into my month. And then I plug them into my week. And what I love, and I think the, the, the most efficient thing you can do, I do it on Sundays. Uh, some do it on Saturdays, Fridays. I've tried it all. I just love Sundays before the work day because then I'm fresh, like for the work week. I take Sundays off, by the way. I look at my week and I just make sure that I've got short-term, mid-term, and long-term projects laid out. Some of those projects I'm personally doing, some the team is doing, some contractors, some consultants are doing. We're outsourcing some of it, but what I'm making sure is that the week is well-balanced. And then for my own calendar... I'm making sure that the top priority tasks are done on Monday and Tuesday at the start of the days. It's scientifically proven that our willpower, um, muscle if you want to call it that, weakens over the day. The more decisions we make during the day, the weaker our decision making and our willpower muscle gets. And I used to do all the busy work at the first part of the day because it felt good, right? All the busy work and I could get all excited and do it. And then by the end of the day, I was starting to get tired. And although maybe my body felt great, my creativity and my willpower and my ability to make decisions was significantly decreased after a day of making them. And I would never get around to the important stuff. So I flipped that on its head. Monday and Tuesday, the most important thing I need to do, I want to do, that I'm inspired to do to move the business forward the quickest, the most efficiently, the biggest footprint, the biggest moment of impact I can make. So then, if Wednesday, Thursday, Friday just doesn't pan out in my favor, if maybe something happens, if 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 my body's not cooperating with me, if you know I I I I, I get off my morning routine, we're all human. Um, I can't handle the stress, or maybe my emotional uh, control is a little bit weaker. Whatever may happen, or just life happens, busyness happens, something blindsides me. The business move forward. And why I love even structuring my day that way is by 11, by 11.30 today, the most important stuff that I had to get done for the day is going to be done. We'll be three weeks ahead on podcasts. So I can let that go. And if by 12 o'clock something else happens, I need to pivot, I need to shift, an opportunity comes my way, I can take it and just move the rest of my day to tomorrow or whenever. And 
the business still move forward. Or if I'm tired or I want to take a time out, I can. And the business still moves forward. Finally, and I think this is worth mentioning, is, is my obsessive my obsessive search for more efficiency and being effective also has me look back on the week. So on Fridays, I'll look back on the week. Where could I have been better? If you think that you can make a massive difference, at like a change right now, and just become the most efficient, effective person ever, I hope you can. That would be really awesome. Let me know if you do. But from my experience, things take time. And if we try to make a giant leap and set the expectation so high that we're just going to be the most efficient people on the planet after listening to this podcast and pumped up, I'm ready. The chances of that happening are slim in a very short period of time, but they're 100% guaranteed over a longer period of time. And so I also give myself a little bit of grace. I'm not perfect. And I'll look back on the week and be like, you know what? On Wednesday and Thursdays, I realized my energy dipped and it's because I broke my golden rule of morning time. And I jumped straight into problem solving. And hence, by 11 or 12 o'clock, I was not focused on the big picture. I was focused on putting out fires. And hence, the day was not effective. What can I do better next week? Hey, I noticed on Friday that by 2 o'clock, my energy was at an all-time low. Why? Let me look at this. Oh, great. That's how we could improve it. Hey, I realized that on Monday morning, I worked on busy work, things that felt really good. And hence, it kind of threw the whole week off. Let me let that go, give myself the grace that 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 will turn that into inspiration for being better moving forward instead of beating myself up. But I'm constantly reviewing the day, the week. We've got this thing internally that it's just like, did we win the day? Winning the day does not mean getting clients or, 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 or moving the, you know, like actually tangible results, although that's great if they happen. But to me, winning the days, A, did we do the best we can? B, was our energy nice and high, our frequency nice and elevated? Were we excited and creative for the day? And C, did we learn anything? If we could check all those three boxes, the day is a massive success. The results will follow. It's inevitable. And I guess in a nutshell, that's how I stay super productive and get, quote, unquote, (laughs) so much done, probably working less than I ever have in my entire life. And that's not to say that I don't work. I love work, but I definitely work less than I ever have. And it comes from a place of massive inspiration. And even on my off days, I'd say that I always tell clients is like your 30% is most people's 100%. Give yourself the permission to just Understand that. Believe that. You're 30%. If you're listening to this podcast, you're a high performer. You're 30% is most people's 100%. Not that we want to compare to others and not that we want to let ourselves off the hook for a high standard, but I also know that about myself. And so as ambitious and as driven as I am for more efficiency and to get even more things done in shorter periods of time and have full alignment and have a ton of energy, there's days where I fall short of that and that's okay. What can I learn from it? How can I apply it moving forward? Let me schedule that in, do some thinking about it, and let's move forward. And stacked over weeks and months and years, you become a machine that other people will be like, how do you do it? And you'll be like, uh, I don't know. I, it's natural. Like, I don't think about it. And so it always throws me off as well. And, and I want you to get there, and I know you will. So let's keep moving forward. Uh, www.lucasrubix.com. Come explore the coaches you. 
We got some really cool stuff happening in the Coaches U, including group launch. Uh, if you do want to launch a group coaching program, then we're working in, in what's the word I'm looking for? With, together, mingled together with the Coaches U uh, to making sure that the offer is tight making sure that we can build an audience, making sure that we have a launch sequence and everything else in between. So check out the Coaches You if you like. It is a stay until you get paid coaching program. And we do have a 10K guaranteed meeting. We work with you until you make 10K. It's a group setting, but it's a hybrid program, which is high touch, one-on-one. We make sure there's a manual onboarding call, a manual plan laid out. Everything is extremely high touch. Everything is reviewed. And we make sure that it's top notch. We won't let you put anything out that's not our standard. I think the last thing I'll say is a lot of people think the Coaches You is just a sales and marketing program. It's not. Um, performance, mindset, spiritual, emotional alignment, we talk about it all. And it's 50% of the race of the results we're going to get. And so we talk about that every single week and making sure we're in full alignment, doing things that feel good to you, making sure we're increasing our vibration, increasing the value that we bring to the world so we can in return, increase our prices, work with high quality, high value clients, and build a life that's remarkable, that's far from normal. And that's what makes me tick at the end of the day. So if you want to check that out, www.lucasrubix.com. And with that said, truly appreciate you, and I'll see you in the next episode. All right, so as always, I just want to finish off the episode with saying thank you for listening. These episodes are 100% free and they're dedicated to helping you build your coaching business because there are clients out there just waiting for you to reach them. They're waiting for you to give them a result. So do not give up on your dream and never give up on your business. Again, these episodes are 100% free. All I ask in return is that you give it a thumbs up, you give it a like, you give it a little bit of love in the comments or the reviews, and you share it with one or two coaches who you know could use help building their coaching businesses. That's it. I'm done. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you on the next episode.